0: The Chiefs need to improve their roster across the board. How can they do it outside of the top three positional needs? What comes first? Today, I'm Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday. We got to get down to business about how do you improve the roster and lift the floor for the 2023 team We know about the top three. What comes next and what can you get done in the draft, in free agency, and bringing along your own roster? We'll get to all of that, including what I think is the number one need outside of the top three today. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, home of the Athletic Matrix, where you can get that right now. The draft guide is going to be out in about a week. Check that out at RogueAPC.com, as well as my newest piece about what Chris Ballard ought to be doing for the Colts over at NFL33.com and then RGR Football as well.
1: And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. Thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. And go ahead and hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell on YouTube if you were there. Uh, We do appreciate the reviews on iTunes and Spotify as well. There's a lot to talk about when you look at this roster. Uh, I do think that they have places that they can add. And quite frankly, I think that they can add probably – multiple times at some of those top three positions, but we're going to talk yeah. about the other ones today. Uh, so let's just dive right in, and I want to start at QB.
0: Okay, that's so. an interesting one, but let me say this first, thanks for making us your first listen. Oh. We are going to talk about all the positions, not just the QB, but we appreciate your time. You can find us everywhere, like, sub, and hit the bell on YouTube right now if you would, and make another Lockdown Show your second listen for the day. We would very much appreciate it. That said, quarterback. How the, can they improve the roster at the quarterback spot when you know you got like the guy, best guy on the planet right now playing this sport?
1: You don't have a backup. I don't think that you can feel safe at backup right now, and I think that that's something that they need to consider looking at uh, whether it's not it's in the NFL draft or it's guys that we've talked about as those veterans. They need to improve the backup position. Uh, Shane shell hasn't played a game in the NFL. Not a regular season game. He's played in the preseason. Uh, He has not proven anything. Chris Aludacoon is also not played in a regular season NFL game. So those are not guys that I think you can go into the the season with and feel like you have a good backup on the roster. And don't get me wrong, Mahomes is QB1 in the NFL, and I completely agree with that. But it is a position that they need to fill.
0: Yeah, I I agree. You need some kind of veteran presence back there. Because like you said, Michelle, I admit he's come along. And I do think that you could see him becoming the backup. If they're going to let him compete and he were to win the backup spot, you still have to have an experienced guy behind him. Uh, Ludacone, I I don't think qualifies as that. you got to have something there to fall back on.
1: I would almost argue it doesn't necessarily have to be a veteran. I can understand the thought process of it being a veteran. But I wouldn't be opposed to them adding a a fifth or sixth round pick in a draft.
0: That doesn't give you any experience upgrade, though. That's the problem.
1: Uh, Yeah, but it gets you probably a better quarterback than what you have. You're right, it doesn't get you experience upgrade, but I think Andy Reid and Matt Nagy can handle the quarterback room. And I think Mahomes has grown enough to where he could be okay. I don't expect that they go that direction. Uh, If they do bring in a rookie, I would expect that Michel is probably on his way out. Uh, But I do think that that's something that they ought to be looking at regardless. And we've talked about this before. They really ought to be looking at that position in just about every single draft to see if you can find a QB that maybe you could trade for picks in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's going to be a nice little cluster of guys on day three late that are going to be interesting, including national champions, Stetson Bennett, uh, Toon, the kid from Houston. Uh, I, I think I think Hall is going to go late as well, the BYU kid. You know Andy's always got a soft spot for BYU kids, so you never know. But yeah, there, there's some options there. It really comes down to this. Do you feel that Shane Michelle has enough oomph and enough experience as being the third that he can now slide into the second spot? Maybe that's what we're looking at. But that's going to remain to be seen because right now the veterans are out there and I don't think anybody's in danger of getting signed soon. So what can you do? Well, if you're going to bring up the the floor of this roster, I think in, in terms of helping everything else that has to go on, We've seen a number of guys that are kind of tweeners come onto this roster, including Charles Menehue. I think you want to get a a dedicated pass rushing D-tackle to help you out and bolster the front, not necessarily from the edge, but just so that you have four, five, six, maybe seven guys that can rush the passer and get home. And so maybe that takes the form of a D-tackle and not an edge. There's a lot of undersized, intriguing guys in the draft. There's some guys that have some experience out there that maybe you can try to rekindle. I think it's mostly a draft proposition. But I think defensive tackle is an underrated need right here that we've discussed on the peripheries, but not enough to to really make it a, a pronounced goal to go get someone.
1: No, and I definitely agree. I think it's a big need that they need to address because if you can get a tier pass rush, it is going to be much better than getting pass rush from the DN. So in this scenario, I think they could look at drafting somebody and and really help
0: them out in that regard. I think there's a couple of options out there. Obviously, Tommy Adeware is is top there. Klaja Kansi is going to be out there as well. But it's not about the guy so much as the guy that fits in the front. And uh, I was tracking the other day, and it does look like of the few identified Chiefs coaches that have been out at Pro Days, there has been an offensive coordinator sighting with Matt Nagy, and there's been a defensive line sighting uh, with guys at Georgia, and it looks like Joe Cullen was there. So obviously, that's probably checking your guesses to see if Jalen Carter falls. I think it's also having to do with not just Nolan Smith, who I think is going to be within striking range of the Chiefs. We're going to see how Mock Draft Monday comes out. Uh, You guys don't miss Mondays because it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see if we have to get funky with trades or how it's going to work out. But always a new scenario every Monday here on the show, and we are here five days a week, so we got to come up with something each week. But I also think that Beal is is a day three uh, rusher that you might come back for. There's a lot of options there. And the fact that Joe Cullen went to that pro day – and was singled out as being in attendance, that stands out to me that they're seeing the whole defensive front as something they got to go get some depth at.
1: Yeah. And this is something we've talked about uh, even before they signed Charles and they needed to address both the tackle and D. end you have Chris Jones, you have, uh, you know, you have a guy that is going to be coming back from an injury uh, and you hope that he plays, he's able to come back and play well, but that's going to be a question mark going into this. So, D tackle is definitely going to be need, and you signed two more guys that basically have been practice squad players. Mm-hmm. You don't have great depth of defensive tackle, and you need to address that. And obviously, you have Degnotti. That's another guy you have there, but um, it's it's not a he's not a pass rusher. Yes, he's got a sack, I think, in his career, but I think it's just one. right.
0: There's first down player, maybe second down, depending on the team that you're they're playing, right? I do think Turk has some pass rush upside still, but coming off of the injury, I, I don't know if we can count on that. So that's why I say like this has to be a dedicated effort to get a pass rushing D tackle. I think that's that's important. But you got to feed those yeah, the guys, and that's always a challenge. So before we get into the next way that we can fix this roster, why don't we get an idea of how uh, we could feed them and maybe some of you guys out there as well.
1: The Built Bar March Madness bracket is here. We know that you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'll be voting for the Chocolate Brownie Chunk. That's my favorite. And if you want, you can pick any of the bars that they have out there. There are a lot of good ones to go choose from. And you can support your team or support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will receive a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You've got to try Built because it is the best protein bar ever. They taste absolutely delicious, and what makes them so good is they are 100% real chocolate. They're high in protein and low in sugar. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick.
0: Okay, so we had, to, we had to get that read in there before we got down the road, or else this conversation is going to get real long. Where were you heading? What's the next way that they can help themselves?
1: Well, I was still going to talk about defensive tackle a little bit. I I just think that that's something they need to add, because the other thing that you look at when you're looking at a pass rush DT, yes, you want to have Chris Jones in there, but he's going to need time off the field at times as well. So getting somebody that can help and, and give him a, a rest at times is going to be somebody that something that can help you. And yes, other guys can pr- come down in and help as well, but uh, adding depth and other DT pass rushers would be a great deal for the chiefs. You know, another position that I don't think that we've really talked about that much. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but I still think that it's running back is going to be up to something that you're going to have to address. Pacheco is going to be here. I'm not sure if Clyde will be or not. We don't know right now. It seems he will. They're not going to save him a ton of money by cutting him unless they trade him. I wouldn't be shocked if he's still here, but you still need somebody behind him. Yep. And yeah, you could possibly bring Jerick McKinnon back and I would love that. But the question is, is, is he going to be able to come back for the same amount of money you paid him last year? Yeah, you could probably afford to pay him a little bit more, but you probably don't want to pay
0: him a lot. True, Uh, and I do think that is in the cards, but it's always good this team to have an attrition rate so you have maybe four running backs, especially if you're going to use them in the common theory right now is that maybe you're not going to go back to a fullback. Um, And if you are, it's going to be somebody that can do double duty, like a bigger-bodied back that can be a runner as well. Um, Shout-out to Derek Parrish, who can play both ways. Uh, Edge rusher, former fullback. A uh, very similar story to my own from down at Houston. Um, excellent, excellent pro days. Um, but uh, a guy that's going to go probably on day three that you got you got to take a look at.
1: Well, and that'll be fun. I'm sure you're going to enjoy that, and I'm I'm sure that you would like to see them bring in somebody that could do maybe that in in scenarios. And don't forget, Kansas City's put some of the their players in positions where they're not used to playing. Travis Kelsey's played QB a couple of times. Uh, I'm still waiting for Kadarius Tony to throw the ball. I think that that's going to be a lot of fun, and I expect that to happen next season.
0: I hope we keep waiting. But you bring up a good topic with the running backs. So uh, obviously with the fullback deficit, all joking aside, what type of back do you want to see them bring in? Because I think on day three, especially, and certainly in UDFA, you're going to have a wide variety of backs. So if you're – especially if you're thinking Clyde's going to be on here, how do you add to that group thinking McKinnon's coming back and make it more dynamic
1: well that's a great question and, and that's assuming that you think McKinnon's coming back that's the question is you don't we don't know what he's asking for contract wise we don't know well, honestly I, I would expect he's wanting to play this year and I would expect you would want to come back to Kansas City but contract wise they are kind of tied up against the cap right now uh, they could make it work if they absolutely needed to so really I think that the bigger question is just how off, how close do you feel that you can get McKinnon back? And if you feel like you maybe can't, maybe look at his skill set and try to find somebody that can come in as be a third down type back, give you that guy that is going to be your personal QB protector, so to speak, and somebody that can catch the ball on the backfield like McKinnon has.
0: Yeah, I mean, that certainly sounds like a viable idea to me. Have you seen anybody that stands out to you that maybe you want to see them uh, target there's there's a lot of smaller guys um, guys that I think are gonna go like kind of mid round, but you never know who's gonna slip through. Who are you hoping for?
1: No, I don't really have a name right now. I'm just looking at the fact that I think that they need to add at that position and quite frankly, I think when you start looking at the rest of the roster and, and where you're going to go, maybe that that running back isn't a guy that you draft or it's a guy that you draft again in the seventh round. They found great value in the seventh round. I'm not expecting that they're going to find another Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round this next year, but UDFAs when it comes to running backs are a lot different than in other positions. So running back is so deep and it is something that rosters churn through so quickly. Uh, I think there could be value there as well.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'll give you a couple of names. Um, one guy that stands out to me that could be interesting uh, is Evan Hull, uh Northwestern running back. Um, uh, the guy at the combine, everybody remember this, that ran every rep that he took all the way to the end zone. So, like, he stood out. He he, he made an impact there. And I think that that's, that's pretty important. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Uh, but he's a guy that I think likes to stand out. I'm trying to look down this list of other dudes that I think are going to be a fit but are going to be, you know, late-round picks. Um, you know, I could go back to Travis Dye who I think uh, had some nice runs at USC, another West Coast guy that I'd like. I don't know where McBride's going to go. I have been all over with him. Like I had him on day two. Uh, Now I see a lot of people putting him in the fifth round. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I do know that I like his running style. So let's see what happens there. There's a lot of options that the Chiefs could bring in, Even, even an undersized guy like Chase Brown, who is projecting right now into like late day three. So it's out there if we need it.
1: And I'm sure there's a lot of people that would like the for Kansas City to go out and get the guy from K State.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, Deuce is going to not be drafted. He'll he'll be a UDFA, and where where yep. better for him to play? Um, the guy brings juice, and I like him in that role. It's just, is it enough? It, are you, everyone's going to make the Sproles comparison? Is it enough to actually survive in the league? That's what it comes down to for Deuce. For me, okay. I agree. So running back gives you a little bit of spark. We know they're pretty much set at tight end. It's they brought their foursome back. You know, unless something miraculous happens and Father Time actually catches up with Blake Bell, unless a, a draft prospect falls into a range that they feel they just can't ignore it, I really don't see him doing much at tight end. To you,
1: I actually do. And the only reason I do is because of how deep this draft is in tight ends and how much this draft class has been talked about as being one of the best draft classes at tight end for years. And I do think that that's a situation where you don't want to take a chance of, you know, Travis Kelsey running out of steam in in one or two years and having nobody behind him to to take his place. Because Noah Grake is not there. I think he can do some of what Kelsey can do. And you're never going to replace Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is one of one. But you still need to be able to develop somebody, and I think that's going to take
0: more than a year. So who doesn't make the roster then? Because I can't see him carrying four, let alone five tight ends for long.
1: Well, and that goes back to what we talked about before with the fullback position. Are they going to carry five tight ends? Could they, if they don't have a fullback? They could use Blake Bell in that situation as a fullback. Yep. It's not the best scenario, but you could do it. And I don't know that they're going to carry five. Yeah, they brought Blake Bell back, but veterans get all cut all the time when somebody goes and gets somebody in the
0: draft. So, Very true, very true. There's still crazier ways yet, things that we don't expect that they could do to actually improve the 2023 roster who has a chance to go back and run it back for another championship. What's the outlier? What's the crazy ideas that could work? We'll get to those right after this because... Not only is it crazy, but the basketball season is on fire. You guys know everything that's going on. Check it out right now. Get in the action at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, they're giving new customers that, that awesome no-sweat first bet to get up to earning $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's right under here. You can sign up today and get that deal. When you wager everything from point spreads to three-pointers to points in the paint, whatever's going on in hockey, uh, shorthanded goals, those kind of things, they can all pay off. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. That app, you want to check it out for that no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Join FanDuel today over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. As we reset and try to think outside the box, what's a crazy thing that you think they could do that would actually improve this roster?
1: Quite frankly, I think that they need to be looking at a guy that can come in and be their returner and and be that primary
0: guy. Does it matter what position he plays, or do you mean going out and getting another quote-unquote specialist who might happen to play another position?
1: Uh, I don't think it matters if he's a corner, or if he's a wide receiver. I think that you got room at both places because if he, if you draft a wide receiver that can return kicks, maybe he can also cover. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that you can find guys that can help with special teams in that role, and you're going to have to have them at corner and wide receiver. You absolutely need to have them at that position, uh, and I think that that's a very important position that they need to address. I, I understand Sky Moore is able to do it towards the end in the Super Bowl, I don't know that they want him to continue to do that. The question is, is he going to be able to do that, or is his role going to increase enough to where they don't want him to do that?
0: That is going to be the question. That's a fair point. If you have somebody you can slot into that kick-return, punt-return kind of role, it alleviates pressure on other guys, guys that, you know. let's be honest, are are slight or have had injury history or or have had trouble with the special team. So that makes a lot of sense. For me, it's making his strength stronger, and it's the cornerback group, because in this draft – there are a lot of quality corners, guys that can come in here, and not only do you have four now, uh, nothing against Nazi Johnson. He's definitely on there, and he's definitely playing a special teams role. Can he grow to be more than that? We'll see. But why not double down and get yourself more strength at what has become a, a position of strength? Now, if future-proofs you in case you and LeJarrius Need can't get to a deal, if future-proofs you if you have either regression – by one of the three rookies that played so much or if you have injuries and I think that's more and more important especially when you combine it with at least the the gunner type special teams role you need those guys so I think that's something they can go out and do in this draft and make a a significant change in the floor of what this team's outcome is
1: yeah and I agree and I think it's corner is going to be one of those positions that they have to look at I think they you almost have to look at that type of position as a premium position. Obviously, it's premium, but what I mean is you have to almost look at it as a position you have to look at every single season. Mm-hmm. There, are some, there are some positions, wide receivers, one of them, corners, one of them, where you have enough bodies to where you're going to have to probably look at that position every single year and try to rotate guys through. And corners, one of those positions where you absolutely need to add somebody. Uh, and I don't expect it to be a day one or day two pick. Uh, I would be shocked if it was a day one pick unless somebody drops that they just can't believe is there. But I still don't think that it would be a day one pick. So I think you're looking at at probably somebody in the fourth, seventh round, but they did very well picking that position last year. So I feel pretty confident about that. The other thing, the other position that I think that really, we've kind of talked about a little bit, but they need to address safety. They need to bring in another safety. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that they're going to have to do that in the draft. I, and I will say, I do think that it's possible that they also bring in a veteran that is a special teams guy because they did that last year with the ambush. I think he did well in that role, True. but I still think you need a guy that can step in and play or you know, play in that system.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that the safety role needs to be completed one way or the other. And I do like a couple of safeties. They're going to be day three guys or at least low day two guys. Um, Christopher Smith is probably my favorite dude, just about being a dude. But there's also some value on day three at the corner spot too. Like one of the McKays is going to be there, either Blackman or Garner. Um, You're going to have Cam Mitchell down there uh, as well and be available. Honestly, Riley Moss is better than most people give him credit for. I'm not sure where Jatavius Martin's going to go. He's probably a day three guy as well. He's kind of right on the edge for me um Corian bennett is one of the the fastest guy at the combine and he's the other corner from maryland who's likely to be right on the edge of a day three dude too and i'll give you guys one more it's uh Bernard carvers who has not had the the draft season that everybody wants he's the other guy from lsu who just ran i think a four flat with a 42 inch vertical just the other day at his pro day that has made some big plays. Another guy that's kind of under the radar right now, but I think is going to pay off.
1: There's no way he ran a four flat. What for? What? I'm sorry. Flat.
0: Four four flat. Four four zero oh is my point. <laughs> sorry, did yeah. did I? I didn't say enough fours. Evidently, no, you didn't. <laughs> I, I just
1: wanted to point that out because there's no way he ran a four 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 zero oh flat. Four
0: point four zero. There. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you know, but, I think you look at this. You look at this group, and you know, we've talked about this a little bit as well you know, is another position that they could add. Uh, they had, they carried five last year. I think they're probably going to, or no, they carried, I guess, four last year, but it wouldn't shock me if they had a linebacker. It's going to make yep. a position change in another group, at another group, but you can also have those guys be core special teams guys and that can help as well. So linebacker wouldn't shock me. I think that their starters are set and I think Tr- tranquil is going to have a role, a big role in this defense in some way will be, I'm interested to see how that shakes out, but you're going to still need probably somebody at depth.
0: You yeah, know, I guess absolutely. you did
1: have five most of the year because you had Cochran too. He mm-hmm. was their special team
0: guy. Yep. And you're going to need those guys and you need somebody. Yep. Uh, there's a nice group of like coverage oriented linebackers in this, in this draft as well. Um, another LSU guy that stands out to me that I really like is uh, Micah Baskerville. He's likely to be a, a late day three guy. Should be available there. He can play all the special teams. He's light. He's built like a, a strong safety, really. I uh, can do it all. And, and I like him in a pinch if you had to pull him into a different kind of role. There's all kinds of guys that can fit with there, But there's one off the top of my head, too.
1: Last position I want to talk about. And I know we've already said you know we're not talking about the top three. Although I don't think this is really top three. I would also say another lineman at some point. I don't know if it's going to be interior line or if it's going to be a swing tackle. But they need help at both of those positions, I would think. I think that they're gonna to need to add somebody. Uh yeah, they have Prance back. Uh, yeah, they could go in the into the season with that as your swing. I don't think you really want to do that. I think you want to have bring somebody in that can develop and you're gonna want another tackle to you know go up against Niang to see if they can replace Niang as the starter. So yeah, we've already talked about tackle, but I still think swing tackle and, and interior are important as well.
0: And some guys with both. Uh, there's Voorhees, who, who had the ACL um, from USC that can play inside for you. Uh, there's Jarrett Patterson, who was at one time thought to be really high in this class. He's going to be a day three guy. Jackson Kirkland from Washington's played inside-outside. Uh, he can play four positions for you. Antonio Maffi's getting some love lately. Um, there's all kinds somebody, of guys on the inside.
1: Somebody to play in four positions sounds like Andy, Andy Reid's special to me.
0: And when it comes to that, two of the best – Guys for that right now are Antonio Bradford, who I know the Chiefs have already visited with. He's got the length of a tackle, but he plays guard. Scrappy, good athlete. And John Gaines from UCLA, maybe the best interior offensive lineman in terms of being an athlete. Scored really well on the Matrix, and I, I think he's a guy that can give you some versatility in there as well.
1: Yeah, and you're definitely going to need it. I know Kennard, I think they have high hopes for it. I don't think they expected him to be available when they were able to get him last year. Uh, and you have obviously a great interior three, but you need guys. You, you need guys just in case. And Alec Reddy is going to be a guy that's going to help it help out. He's been a former starter. Uh, they upgraded with when they brought in Tooney and, and Smith, but you need to make sure you have enough for to keep attrition low. Yeah, I mean, or you know, worry about attrition. I in guess in a couple lower.
0: of months we're going to be starting to talk about: Do they keep nine? Do they keep ten? There could mm-hmm. be 10 offensive linemen in here, so you definitely need to stock those coffers and make sure that it's your decision to go down to nine or eight. Then it's not that you're forced to because you haven't stocked the pantry. Yep, completely agree. A lot coming there. You can find out more by listening to uh, Locked On Scouting. You want to check that out. You can go over to NFL 33 where we've got a bunch of content about this draft class. Uh, my quarterback list comes out next week. You can find that. Over there, and it's a preview of what the draft guide is going to be. The matrix is out; you can get that at Rogue APC. So it is, it is high time. It is the month of April, and we are here to get into the draft. We thank you for being with us. We're here five days a week, and we're going to cover this team from all angles as we go forward. Monday is mock draft Monday. Be prepared. I'll try to come up with something funky, and Chris gets to rip it apart. So don't miss that show as well. We appreciate your time. And that was Have a funky.
1: Great
0: just to be clear, it was funky. Okay. And it's going to get worse. (laughs) Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.